0: Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker.
1: Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.
2: They just may not see what you see.
1: Welcome to the Life's Inside Track with Yetta Decker. Ken Decker. And today we have a special guest, Silas O'Dour, all the way from
2: Kenya. Kenya, Kenya. Kenya. and when did you see us? Yes, briefly, quickly from Kenya. And Roland, Roland Poirier. And yeah, we're just gonna get to know them. It's gonna be a fun, fun show.
1: Yeah, so like every show with Life's Inside Track, we're sharing techniques, thoughts, tools that we all need, we all deserve so that we can turn our house into a home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. And today's episode is about vision. And vision is not necessarily just here where we're hanging out.
2: Yeah, because vision, people think of your eyesight. But vision can be put in the mind of a future that doesn't exist now. And so, really interesting, you may see a vision that others don't see because the vision was given to you to impart. And sometimes that vision can be scary.
1: Very much so. And so today what we're going to look at, we're going to learn how actually we can take the vision, the person that gets the vision, how do they go about casting it to inspire others? And so Silas, you're the guy that had the vision. And so how did you go about casting that vision so others could catch it?
3: Uh, Well, Yeta and Ken and Roland, it's great to be here. Uh, The vision that I got was so huge. One is uh, I kept speaking it out and casting it out and painting it clearly for, for the people that I was speaking to or my hearers to be able to grasp it. But the the, the the thing that we have to agree is that sometimes it is so huge that it, it scares the hearers because you are talking about building a university, pulling a child from hopelessness to become a doctor or an engineer, and everybody asks how. So the question is the vision in itself tosses people away.
1: So what you're saying is you had to cast the vision in a manner that didn't freak me out and yes. didn't freak rolling out.
3: Yes. The, you, you have to bring it into palatable forms that people can
1: accept. Palatable. Yes. So give an idea yeah. of how you brought this particular vision, the one you had, and what year was it?
3: This was way back in 2008.
1: Okay. So 2008, the vision is given to you. And or then, was it given
3: to Roland? Who was it
2: given to first? Or was it given to both then?
0: It was given to Silas. Silas. Because okay. he understood the need. I didn't I never witnessed that need uh, at that point. Mm-hmm. And so Silas definitely uh was the vision caster. And um he just threw a few tidbits at me that was like, okay, I can help with that part. You know, and look at it like going into the garden, I'll bring my garden tools, right? I got this, that, and this, and that. And uh, at that point, it was, uh, yeah, he had shared, except for once or twice, someday there will be a university. Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sure. Well, yeah. Mm. Okay. So doing it in palatable form, say a little more about that. Like, how did you uh, break it down so that you didn't freak us out?
3: Like, just to, just to. Uh, bring it up again, you know, we, we were looking at my village, uh, where I came from, where education, a lot of children were orphans, uh, HIV had killed quite a number of people. There was no certainty of food. And so as I was dreaming and seeing w- what was possible vis-à-vis the realities on the ground, and as I was talking to people on what I was seeing, I had to say, okay, this is the need and this is where it is possible to get to. But we can begin by just feeding these children. And then what? what's the next step beyond feeding them? Give them education. Create some sustainable environment that would prop this growth. And then ultimately the university, and as I keep telling people, A journey of transformation is not a one-minute commitment. It's not a one-year commitment. It's not a 10-year commitment. Life cycle of transformation for one child would be 25 years in the minimum. And not to scare people, we just say, okay, can we begin by feeding them, which is achievable to many. I can give my $10. I can provide a plate of food to an individual. And then this would give the energy. Now that this child has hope to live, do we leave them there? Because then they will slip back to that hopelessness again. So, creating a vision in stages is easier. But most of the time, again, the visioner only sees the end result, and so it has to. You have to bring other people who can now. Other people must come on board who can now segment it. And that's where Roland comes because for me, I see a university, I see for a life to be holistically transformed, they need to compete at the same level with the people in developed countries. So when Roland came in, he could see the agriculture part of it. And people like you and uh, uh, Ken could see the real estate because agriculture needs land. So other people just came on board and fitted and Uh, Again, it brings me to saying vision is not for an individual. It needs a whole team for it to become a reality.
1: Right. So Mm -hmm. thinking about your own visions, the visions that you might have, recognizing it's not a solo opportunity. It may be that you got the dream and the vision all by yourself, because usually it's given to one person, and yet it will take a community, it will take a collaboration to bring the Mm -hmm. vision home. And I love what you said, Silas. It's not a minute, it's not one year, it's not a decade, it's at Mm -hmm. least 25 years when we're talking about the vision being about transforming a life. Yes.
2: Yeah, and and, you know, I have a question. And the question that came to me is, as change started coming to the village, and you had the vision for for what could happen in this village, and it was a very uh, economically poor village, how long was it easier to get somebody like Roland to buy into your vision than the local people who had lived in poverty for so long? Or did they buy the vision that you had immediately?
3: Uh, uh, is that uh, Roland would come in, but I would say it takes faith. You know, Roland, mm-hmm. I met Roland on the first day and speaking to him on what I was seeing as a possibility. And he believed that together we could do this. And even going to the village, you know, who have lived this kind of life, very myopic life, for so long. You talk to them about change,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: they ask, is it really possible? But then simple steps creates light, and people follow that light, and ultimately they believe. So it Mm. takes faith to believe, because faith is about seeing that which is impossible. The non existent mm. and creating it to be substantively evident before people that it is possible.
2: Mm. Yeah, and I love how the vision was catching on because I, Yetta was there in 2008. Yeah. And then, when was I 2010, somewhere around there. We went with Roland another time. Yes. And I could already see the change in the village. There was some electricity, there was wells drilled, so there was fresh water, healthy water, and things were happening. And, and I also, know, my son had been the year before me, and I noticed there was youth that were buying in. They, they had a, like an agricultural group that they were working outside of the agricultural stuff that we were doing. So that was amazing to see them catching the vision. Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, it's famous, quote, probably one of our all-time favorites, and it's something Martin Luther Jr. King said, and it's, I have a dream. And it has to start with, I have a dream for anybody else to catch on to it.
2: It's never a straight line.
1: Never. And we are so grateful that we've been able to come alongside you to actually give you free access to over 503 Life's Inside Track episodes, where we share not only real estate insights, insider tips, as well as how to build wealth, how to make great use of your vision, and all that life brings you. And you can get access to them from your office, home, or even on the go. Uh, You know what? What?
2: I think that moving laterally can even still be like you're moving forward. Like think of, um, what's that game? Rugby, right? Like there are times where you can't go any further, so you have to throw the ball laterally or behind you to the next runner who's got space. And that's what running a vision's like. Sometimes you got to make some detours.
1: So what we're going to learn in this episode is how to gracefully zig and zag when yeah. you're planting a vision and carrying out a vision
2: so we're with roland and silas and we're talking about yogo village and the dream for a university there from a coming up from a very small um village you, how did you describe the lack of food there wasn't predictability or mm-hmm. yep. is that what you yep. said that's a great way of saying people were starving
1: Well, (laughs) one of the stories that actually always has hit me was when you shared the very first time that you would often be given going to school, warm water, yeah, because that would trick your tummy into believing it had some food, and that was your sustenance for the day. Yes. And so that's really from the birthplace of the vision. Is Mm -hmm. that right? It is. It is.
2: Yeah, and you were fortunate enough that somebody took you on, adopted you, and wanted you to,
3: to go to university, and have a, ch- a, a, a
2: chance in
1: life, right? Yeah,
3: and paid my fee, mm-hmm. and gave me a chance in life.
1: Right, so, so you have a university degree? Yes. In what?
3: In medical microbiology.
1: Medical microbiology, now yeah. that's a, a mouthful. mouthful. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. but
2: the beauty is now you taking the gift that one person gave one child and you're changing a whole mm. village and with the hope of changing probably the Mission. whole country, it's the whole amazing. nation. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Mm-hmm. I heard it once said that you do for one person what you wish you could do for everyone. mm mm-hmm. And so maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, how can I get involved to help out? Well, you'll probably share in a bit, you know, there's ways to sponsor a child and make a difference in one person's life. Mm-hmm. And that's an amazing thing. But but what kind of thinking did you have to develop to overcome some of the obstacles that were there? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe I'm going to point this to Roland mm-hmm. because uh, they were farming, and that's kind of your background, and they
0: were farming a land that the
2: soil was not rich with
0: nutrients. Well, that's, that's the whole thing. It's like not, not being there, not growing there, not understanding. It was really intriguing to me to, to get out there and, and, and put my hands in the dirt, basically, and go, why can't these people grow food 365 days a year when you have 365 days of growing season? Here in Canada, we have like five good months and an abundance of food there, it was just, it was, it was mind-boggling to me, you know, why this was happening. But when we landed there and I put my hands in the soil, the answers came. This is pretty much dead soil. There is no life to it because of the temperatures mm-hmm. so hot and the lack of rainfall, the salt's not filtered out of it like normal. So the live bacteria doesn't grow, the worms don't come, and it just, it's trying to, like, to grow something in your driveway, you know. And so, uh, you know, back to the uh, moving lateral, um, it's a humbling experience because you go with a lot of confidence and excitement and power Mm -hmm. and knowledge, and you're going to bring it there to find out that you are the student. You're not, I'm not bringing anything here. I'm here to learn, you know, and wow, what a, what an education process. And to move laterally sometimes is like to get out of the way of the bus, you know, or to move laterally is like, okay, it's easier walking over here, or, or, or it's maybe a stop and go, okay, redesign the focus a bit, you know, as something has changed here. So it's not true and clear. And it also gives you the time to build that faith. It's like, wow, how are we ever going to get over the stumbling block of needing a drilled well? That is huge. But a little bit of patience, a little bit of time. Kind of remember handing the, um, the uh, local mineral person $15 so we could do the drill for a hydro survey. And when the survey came back, we stood in the same spot. And it was like, wow, 170 meters down, we have an aquifer that's pointing up. And a guy holding the receipt goes, see that tree? That's very deep-rooted. You have water here, and I'm standing <laughs> over here with an eighteen hundred dollar, you know, hydro survey, and I should have just asked him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was that kind of stuff that was learning and, and moving, you know, laterally for me is like wow,
2: open it up. So, so some faithful person came forward and and brought the money for the well.
0: Yeah, right? it was like uh, I don't remember like. A lot of those numbers are are are, are great. I mean, now we're at one point they were like, you know, everything we needed, and it's like, wow, well, you know, there is those people out there that have that same passion that understand that we can bring change through water and, and technologies mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff. And it was an insurmountable number to the local people. It was like, man, it's never going to happen, right? But all of a sudden, ooh, ooh, you got halfway to your goal. And people come on board and go, yeah, this is, this is going to happen. And wow, what an amazing transformation that was. Mm. And
3: the other thing that I want just to add is that the kind of thinking that you must have, especially to create change, is a positive mindset. Mm. In you as the visioner, you must always believe in the possibility. If at any time as a visioner you deviate from the thinking of it is possible, and begin to doubt, then everything collapses. So even if everybody has to leave, then the, as the vision, you must remain resilient to the dream that you have. Wow.
2: And here's a tough question. Did that ever happen to you? Did you ever go home at night and go, God, I think you gave me too big a dream. I, I don't know how to do this. And
3: pray for faith. or What, what, was, what was that journey like? I think severally. Sometimes you feel like you have nights where you are alone. Sometimes you feel like I have hit a snag. Sometimes you feel like it's come to an end. But it is in those moments that uh, you 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 sit there with God and and pray and 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 it is like you've made a backward momentum and then a forward momentum comes again. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I like to think of a of a uh, slingshot. You have to pull it back if you're going to launch it mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the vision goes backwards because mm-hmm. maybe you're slightly off path. Maybe yeah. you're thinking is too small or too mm-hmm. the wrong direction. So, mm-hmm. so when other people get discouraged, how do you? I, I mean, you said it that you need to keep the vision when others drop the vision. Right? It's is there any other way that you, you keep people
3: focused on the vision? Along the step as, as, as vision is all about you cast, when you're casting a vision you're talking about possibility against impossibilities. In other words there's a lot of obstacles but you're seeing the other end of it. Uh, when the moments come where you have hit a snag along the way as you walk there will be some successes that you can count on, And so When you hit that snag, you look back, and what you need to count on is on the successes. Say, if we came this far, Mm. and we succeeded after this, and we succeeded Mm. after this, then yes, we have reached this bank at the river, but there must be a way to cross over because we've crossed many of them along the way coming. Excellent. So
1: ultimately, stay in connection to the successes, even when the failures are happening, because that is the way to get through the snags and sag with grace.
2: Are you willing to ask?
1: For over 30 years, we've come alongside you to not only help with buying and selling real estate, to actually strengthen our faith. And that's actually what we're talking about today. So we can heal, flourish in our relationships and our vision. So really, it's been 30 years about building home, business, and family. Mm. And this one. This one? This show. This (laughs) one. uh, Rented Lips. It really is a really big, big deal that you just need to be willing to ask.
2: Yeah, because the Bible says you have not because you ask not. Exactly. And so big challenges. We're we're still here with Roland and Silas. There were big challenges to a big vision. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is sometimes there's simple Mm -hmm. solutions. Talk to us about that.
0: Well, I think one of the biggest challenges was, uh, as as an agronomist, is how do you bring the needed As a what?
1: You've got to say what you just said. Agronomist
0: is like a an understanding of agronomy and soil, soil science. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so say. being
1: a soil scientist yeah. is Roland's...
0: Um, yeah. uh, how do you bring those amenities to the soil to get the response you want? And it was really funny because... We tested the soil for stuff like, you know, lead and poison, and, and it was totally clean of that. And But all we were looking for is a worm, you know, <laughs> and uh, those usually follow the cows around, you know. So, where are your cows? We need what they give us every day. And it was like, it's one on the fence row over here, and it's one over there. None of them were confined to be able to collect what we needed. So, we did some research in the local other industries, and one of them that really jumped out was the sugar, sugar cane industry. So we went and visited that and one of their biggest challenge was the government was stepping in to, and going to shut them down because of their industrial waste. And I was like, what kind of industrial waste is sure? Well, they, it's, a, it's a mechanical extraction where they crush the plant and then the rest gets thrown out back and composted down to the most beautiful stuff you've ever seen. <laughs> so we tested that and found no pesticides, no herbicides, no, no impurities in that. And when i put my hands into it and rolled it around a bit there was a wiggly worm in it and i touched it and it jumped out of my hand have you ever seen a worm jump no No. they will when they're strung out on (laughs) sugar and i handed this to the farm manager and said here's the answer here's a simple answer to your problem and it's an answer to the industrial waste problem too because It's not industrial waste. It is what this soil absolutely needs. So So a simple solution
2: was to rent a truck and go pick it up. And go pick it up.
0: Yeah. And wow, it took uh, production a tenfold increase in production.
1: Well, because there's virtually no production in dead soil.
0: That's right. It was like 90 kgs an acre of corn to 900 kgs an acre of corn within two or three growing cycles. You went
2: from 90
0: kilograms of corn an acre? Yeah. To 900 to 900 and really interesting part the church went from 25 people under a tree to 250 people in that church service it multiplied magnified the same increase and one worked off the other because maize corn was the currency at that time it's like gold it was money Mm -hmm. it's what you traded the dentist to do work on your teeth. He traded it back for vegetables. So it was it, it was the currency. So that was a huge miracle in itself. To see. Wow. And it awesome. was just a simple, you know, bring the worms in.
2: Bring some worms. Yeah.
0: Now, when we were there,
2: it was good 10 years ago, the start of You Feed Them, youfeedthem.com, if you like to look mm-hmm. up and see some of the progress that's happened. And it was really about creating local agriculture, that could fund some industry or fund the schooling and solve the starvation, right? And the nutrition problem. And now the the beauty is you started with like nursery school or junior yes. school. Yes. And I remember you telling me the kids can't learn on an empty stomach. Mm. But when you feed them, they're smart. Yes. And you had a plan of Starting with, what was it, grade, kindergarten, kindergarten. junior kindergarten?
3: Junior kindergarten.
2: Junior kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And then you would bring those kids and add a year of schooling by faith yes. every year because you had to get um, teachers, teachers and classrooms and, and books. supplies. Big books. problems, yes. big challenges, yeah. right? Yes. Now, yes. now how, how did the people respond,
3: like the teachers, how did they respond to your vision? Well, uh, the teachers believed in the vision. Everybody in the system sacrifices because mm. one, the system wasn't able to pay them the salary commensurate of their qualification. And so all of them were sacrificing. But if you cast a vision and you, they caught it, then they were excited about what it portends rather than what, it was, mm. what was there at that
1: time. So they were more excited about the potential of what could happen yes. than the sacrifice they were going to have to yes. give.
3: Yes, And what results mm-hmm. were coming out of the school over the last several and, years? And, and over the last three years that the school has gotten to grade 8 and done national exams, we've, we've, we've posted great results. And uh, just in the year gone by, Yogo was number 18 out of 703 schools. That is in the whole county, but in their immediate region, the zone out of 21 schools, they were number one. In the sub-county out of 143 schools, they were number three. And so the results have the the potentiality and the vision is becoming much, much more clear, and everybody is believing in it.
1: And what will happen to these kids because they actually have food and an education?
3: Yeah. Oh, the, the, great, the great picture that was being created of our children from this locality being able to be doctors and lawyers is now much more feasible to everyone. And uh, for people who came with me in the first trip like you, Yeta, yeah. you remember there was not even a road into this village. Today we have electricity, we have a vehicle can drive in, there's running water off the taps. Uh, the farms are supplying food to five other schools, not just yoga school alone. And so with that, mm. it enhances the belief that everyone can change, that the change mm. is possible. And, and, you know, it has come because everybody has put on the little they can just as we cast our vision and people get involved bit by bit. Because sometimes the term begins and there are no books. Sometimes we only need what is possible to take us one month, and God creates a way time after again. As we ask, as we move out, it becomes visible.
2: So right now you've finished grade 8 and you're looking to open the high school.
3: Yes, that is our next step, <laughs> wow. which is again, again, very tumultuous in, ta- in nature. But as I said, you look back to where you've come from and you say, it is possible we are going to press forward.
2: Mm. And so maybe you're listening or watching this on a replay and you're saying, how can I get involved? How can I make a small contribution to be part of the solution for a big problem? and and it takes a multitude of people with a small amount can, f- can feed the 5,000, right? The, yeah. the person yeah. with a little yeah. bit yeah. brought what he had, yeah. and God multiplied it. And maybe you've got a little bit that you would like to put towards this. And maybe you want to just, first of all, the first thing you do is put a little bit of your time forward. Look up youfeedthem.com. It comes from the scripture where Jesus said, you feed them from the feeding of the 5,000. And yeah, so I'm just, I'm blown away. I don't have anything else to say. Someone else say something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Silas, or oh, I mean, Roland, you look like you're ready. We well, I think you 30 you're seconds. You're so us, us
0: up. <laughs> is this, is change coming? Uh, have we done something? Uh, have we changed something? And there was really no markers or, or parameters to be able to judge on that until we saw those students come home. When those students came home and they are third in the district and they are fed, and they are educated, they carry that vision. They are proof that change, they're living change. That's so amazing.
1: begin with the end in mind, and anything is absolutely possible. Awesome. So grateful to be on the journey with you. forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team.